disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. Happy 2020. So, we have not chatted in a while. Since we last spoke, I have had a major birthday. I turned 40 last year, December 15th. Woo! And I went to Ghana. I was there for about three weeks, and it was epic, amazing, all the above. Um, Ghana was just such an experience that we are going to discuss it in two parts. I want to talk about all the fun I had in Ghana um, first because it was just amazing. I want to talk about the milestone of 40 because I'm excited. And then in a separate conversation, I want to talk about um, just the experience I had in Ghana as far as um, visiting the slave quote-unquote castle and um, the guide that we had, um, the way he presented, you know, that experience to us and for us um, because it was... It was very deep. It was it was very um it was sullen. It was encouraging. It was it was just a lot of things and it needs its own conversation. Um so we'll do that. We'll do that a little later. But for now, let me tell y'all, I had the most perfect 40th birthday. 12/15/2019 was the best day of the year for me. It it was exactly the way I wanted it. Um, only issue was uh, the location. I kind of got swindled because it wasn't advertised as what it really was. Nevertheless, always the more it ended up working out because y'all know black people hate to RSVP. And I ended up with double the amount of people that I was expecting and I was only able to accommodate everyone because of the location. The location will get absolutely no, no props. They will get, um, while the service staff was lovely um, and, and the venue is actually beautiful, the location will never, ever get so much as a geotag from me. Um, that being said, the day was amazing. Um just surrounded by people that I love, adore, respect. Um, it was really important to me to spend that day with my mom and my grandmother, um, who was my last living grandparent. And I'm just, I'm very blessed. I was overwhelmed and just really, really humbled by the amount of love that people sent me via texts or social media messages, calls, uh, like video calls showing up in person um, the whole weekend because it was a weekend long, you know, festivities. So it was just really, really great. And I'm just hella excited to be 40. I, 
I was at my orthodontist uh, probably the week before my birthday getting an adjustment and I was like, you know, I'll finally be 40. And one of the texts was like, finally 40. You don't hear people say that. Like, you know, I'm surprised you're excited to be turning 40. And I'm like, man, excited is an understatement. Like there was a real point in my life where I not think I would see 40. Like 40 was a far-fetched idea to me. I didn't expect to be on the earth this long. Like there was a legit point in my life where I didn't think I was even going to see 30. So to see 40, to be where I am in life at 40, to be so happy at 40, so um, just secure in who I am, so confident in who I am, um, so accomplished in, in many ways. I, I'm excited as shit to be 40. I, I'm like geeked the hell up. I'm like, damn, this ain't even mission accomplished because I didn't even think I, you know, this wasn't even a mission of mine. As far as I was concerned, I had wrote this shit off a good while ago. You know, when I was in the fifth grade, I was pretty sure I was never going to graduate high school um, because I was pretty sure the polar caps were going to melt and we'd all be submerged in water. Like, <laughs> One of my favorite papers in the fifth grade was the paper I wrote on the greenhouse effect. Yes, I have always been a nerd. I am not ashamed. Um, and then I got to junior high school, which was probably the most violent period in my life. We were fighting all the time. Like every Friday was like fight night. <laughs> like three o'clock, somebody ass was getting knocked the fuck out. Um, <laughs> And if you weren't getting knocked out on Friday, you know, we were getting into some shit after Skate Key. I just was habitually in some shit. When I tell people that school saved my life, I don't be bullshitting, you know? <laughs> like, if I wasn't really, really smart and, you know, really had some wits about myself, you know, because I can get into a fight and get the fuck off the scene. Like, <laughs> I'm not fitting to sit around and wait for no goddamn authorities and no shit like that. I'm finna knock your ass out and put these track legs to work and get my ass home um, because my mother don't play. Um, so junior high school was like super violent. I, you know, we were always in some shit. And then I got to high school and high school was, eh, it wasn't super violent. It, it was nothing like junior high school. I definitely had calmed down a lot by the time I got to Bertram. Now, anybody who went to high school with me who is listening is probably like, well, if that was the calm version, <laughs> sis, glad I didn't know you before. <laughs> because I was also not with the shits in high school. I just, I wasn't. Um, but I was a lot calmer. I was a lot calmer. I didn't fight as much. It's not to say I didn't fight at all, but I, I definitely didn't fight as much. I got into a lot less shit um, in high school. And then by the time I, you know, by the time I got to undergrad, I was 17. It was my first time away from home. Um, I'm my sole responsibility. Um, I would say then, probably college is the first time I started to think, Okay, you might live a little while. <laughs> you you might not end up fucking 
stabbed in some fucking jumping or submerged underwater because of, you know, the climate. I mean, now I'm starting to have those climate concerns again for valid reason. I mean, it's January and everyone's having warmer than usual climate. Nevertheless, always the more. It wasn't until I got to college that I started to feel like, all right, there might be some longevity on my life and I need to kind of start, you know, moving a little differently, moving with the intent to, to live, you know, (laughs) a long, prosperous life. So here we are finally 40. I have, you know, accomplished many goals that I set out for myself. Um, I've got a million new goals that I set for myself and I'm just really excited to see, you know, what, what my forties have in store for me. So I'm excited. Things are grand. So last year when I turned 39, a bunch of my friends went to Afrocello and I was sitting at the fire pit in my backyard. I had like my own bottle service going because I was having super FOMO. So (laughs) I filled up, I filled up my, my black Panther bucket <clears throat> yes, I'm one, excuse me, I'm one of those people that goes to the movies on like the pre-opening day and buys all the memorabilia. I'm an MCU nut. So I fill up my Black Panther bucket with ice. I put a bottle, <laughs> I put a bottle of bubbly on the ice. I take a glass downstairs to the, to the fire pit and I'm just sitting out there watching everybody's Afro cello videos and I'm in every ounce of my feelings. I make a video on Instagram, which is still in my highlights on my personal page. And I just let everybody know, listen, next year, I'm pulling up to Afro Cello. Like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to have FOMO next year. This is what I'm doing. So I decided last year that for my 40th, I was absolutely going to Ghana for Afro Cello. When I tell y'all the universe conspires for me to win all the time, Shout out to the universe, hashtag blessed, because Usher in 2019 and Ghana launches this whole year of the return initiative that I didn't anticipate. Honestly, for a long time, didn't know about it. I kind of found out about it um, way after everybody else knew, apparently. But (laughs) um, and that just turned what was supposed to be this trip to Afrochella into this trip of epic proportions. It was like undergrad spring break meets HBCU homecoming weekend rolled into one. And it was every fucking thing. All right. So I get there. Me and my mom went. Uh, My mom was there for like the first 10 days of my trip. And we stayed at Ibis in Airport City. First of all, shout out to that entire staff. They are above and beyond. I absolutely adore them. They're everything. My mom (laughs) basically like adopted everybody. Um, Shout out to Bright. That is like my new brother (laughs) or my new cousin because I guess because he calls my mom. I mean, because my mother calls him her nephew. So my new cousin Bright, 
Um, I love him. He's like so, so nice. He makes great drinks. So if you find yourself there, ask for Bright. Tip him well. Shout out to my boo, Benny. He's the fine, fine, fine one <laughs> at the bar. He also sings in one of the bands that plays live on Thursday. Listen, that entire staff was everything. Um, one of the ladies on the housekeeping staff, happy. Oh, my gosh. She was so sweet when my mom fell and hurt her knee. She came and, like, brought her, like, a salt soap for my mom's knee, massaged it. Like, they were excellent. They always went above and beyond. They were just so, so cool. Um, at the Marina Mall and the supermarket, all the guys that um, work the register, they are super cool. Enoch, a.k.a. Kwame, such a sweetheart. Let me tell y'all, day one we get there and we're in the supermarket. Enoch is helping pack our bags. And my mom is like, you know, can you deliver these to our hotel? We're like two streets over. He's like, oh, they don't let us take the car out, blah, 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 whatever. My mother's like, yo, don't let these people tell you you can't get no extra money. Now, I'm going to give you some extra money to run these bags to the hotel. We out. <laughs> I'm telling you, within an hour, my mom had accumulated a full staff of people. She had started talking to people about unionizing, all type of ish. My mom's in construction and there's a lot of construction going on in Ghana right now. Um, and I was just like, yo, my mom is the prime minister of infrastructure. <laughs> because I'm telling y'all, before, we couldn't even been there a whole damn hour. Everywhere we were going, people was like, hey, Mama Shay, hey, Auntie Shay. I was like, well, clearly I showed up with the boss. So <laughs> we're about to have a good time. When I tell you everyone was so hospitable and so kind and so nice. Oh my God, it was a pleasure to be around them. Like everybody was so freaking nice. Um, don't know if I mentioned that we were in in Accra, but that's where we were in Ghana. Um, so me and my mom went to Kakum National Park, which is a very, very long drive. Um, but we we rented a uh, rented a car, well, not rented a car, but we like booked a driver and left super early so we could try to beat the crowd and, you know, beat traffic. Bruh, you cannot beat traffic in Accra. You can't. I don't care who you are. It's not possible. So we leave there early. We on these bumpy ass roads. You know, you got to go through all this rural shit because you're going to a damn rainforest. We get to the rainforest. Um, I don't think either one of us anticipated it was going to be this aggressive, um, and up trek, but it was, and we're both in shape. Um, uh, but this shit was aggressive. <laughs> I was like, damn, I needed to bring my asthma pump. Um, all of them for this shit. <laughs> um, it's a rainforest. I got asthma. So, you know, that's one issue and then we're trekking. That's another issue. But I'm so grateful that my mom's so adventurous and so fearless because we hustled across those suspension bridges with ease. We had a good time. We only did the three. We didn't do the six. Um, to be honest, I just did not have the lung capacity to push through the six um, suspension bridges. And I ain't got shit to prove to nobody. So, 
We did the three. We had a really good time, man. We laughed. We joked. There's videos on the Black Girl SOS um, Instagram page. So check it out. Enjoy that. Um, and it was just really, really dope. So then we're heading back, you know, and I, I did want to do Elmina Castle with my mom, Castle in quotations, but we like, we just, my mom really couldn't take any more of those bumpy ass roads in that little ass car. So we needed to get our asses back to the city. So we get back to the city. I promise you, this is no exaggeration. We were 15 minutes from our fucking hotel, 15 minutes. That is a one and a five with a fucking teen. Okay. And it took us two whole hours to travel those 15 minutes, two whole hours. Yo, we were in that car silent as hell. Like you could hear a feather drop in that bitch because we were both focusing on not using bathroom because at this, it's a four hour drive to and from that's, that's if you don't run into traffic. So now our four hour drive is like six hours. Yo, we were in that bitch dying. First of all, I was thirsty, but I couldn't drink anything because I had to pee. I had to pee. I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I'm not, I'm not fit to make it. <laughs> like, I don't understand why the traffic is so bad, but that traffic is aggressive. Now, mind you, this is the week before year of return activities really get going. So it's not even crowded yet. Like, it, it, this is the calm before the storm. So now I've got to really mentally prepare myself. I've already prepared myself for the fact that service is going to be slow because that's just how shit is um, on the continent. Like, shit is slow. People move at their own pace. Like, CPT really started at home because everybody moves at their own pace. Cool. I had not planned for this kind of traffic, though. This traffic was bananas. So we do cocoon. My mom is a little sick during the trip. So we don't get to do everything I want to do, but we get to do enough and we get to do enough together that my mom had such a good time and that made me happy. So, you know, overall, it just, that ended up being a really nice time. Fast forward, one of the besties pulls up and it's the night of the Black Gala. Um, that video is also available on uh, the Black Gallus page, and I will post it on the Black Girl SOS um, Instagram page. So Black Gala, um, it's the night of Black Gala. I'm actually not well this day. I'm really, really sick. Um, my stomach isn't really holding anything down, but I was really looking forward to Black Gala. I bought this really dope dress that I could not wait to wear. And I was absolutely wearing it with some super dope sneakers because you do what you want when you pop in. And I just was like, I don't care how sick I am. I'm, I'm pulling up. <laughs> I don't care. So we get there, we get to the event. Um, one of the young ladies checking us in is from my alma mater. Shout out to University of Buffalo. We are literally everywhere. And they greet, they greeted us at the door with drinks. So already this is my kind of event. Like I'm here for the shits. 
Um, there's like a red carpet and a step and repeat. There is a video crew. There's a young woman who's doing interviews. She was so gracious to interview me. I have no idea where that footage is because I didn't see any of the videos on the Black Gala page as of yet. But um, she was very gracious to interview me. The setup was nice. It was beautiful art everywhere. There were like nice um, setups for photos. There was live entertainment. The food was good. I will say this to Black Gala, to the Black Gala team. Um, if you are going to do hors d'oeuvres that are that heavy, go with the small plates, not the napkins. Because that Platano burger was too damn heavy for a damn napkin. But apparently it was amazing. I couldn't eat anything because like I told you guys, I wasn't really feeling well that day. So I didn't really eat anything. And I just pretty much drank ginger for the time I was there. Um, their team was so hospitable and so very nice. Everyone from their team went over to everyone's um, seating sections and introduced themselves. Thanked everybody for coming. You know, checked on how everyone was doing. They were super, super nice. Um, the young lady from the team, I forget her name. I'm sorry, but she's, she's from the Bronx. She just moved back to Ghana, um, four years ago. So, you know, I'm always hyped to meet another dope diva from the Bronx. So that was cool. And it really was just a really nice event. I really wish I wasn't so sick because we did end up leaving early. Cause I just, I couldn't deal anymore. But when I looked at the videos, the fashion show looked really, really cool. Um, it just looked like a really nice event. Uh, like it ended up being like a really, really nice event. I had a nice time while I was there. My family had a nice time. So that was cool. So shout out to everybody at the Black Gala. Dope, dope event. Um, I wish them much success as that event continues to like grow and blossom. Where else did we go? So Detty Rave. That is the main event I wanted to go to. See, it started with Afrochella. But then Mashu Montano let us know via Instagram that he would be at Detty Rave. Sis, I'm not going to hold you. The minute he posted that, I bought a VIP ticket. So I was super amped and geeked. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was hyped. On the day of Detty Rave, we are supposed to be checking out of the Ibis Hotel. My mom is going to still stay there because she's got another day. But now another bestie has pulled up and the three of us have rented an apartment for the rest of our stay in Accra, right? So we're supposed to just grab our stuff from the hotel, go get situated in our apartment. I'm, you know, supposed to get clean, get prepared for double M. Like, sis, in my mind, I'm about, I'm about to take somebody's oldest son down. I'm about to pelt waist like a champion. But instead, Expedia caused me to basically be homeless for a fucking day because they didn't vet who they have advertising on their site because I booked through Expedia only to show up and this shit be a scam. This is not, um, this is a residence. Like this is a residential building complex. This is not a, like no one's Airbnb in their apartment. This is not a hotel. This is nothing that was advertised on Expedia. And because Expedia didn't want to bite the bullet on what had now become, you know, very expensive prices on the hotels because now it's year of return. Pretty much everything is sold out. They're not being of assistance to us at all. 
I don't need to tell y'all that I'm planning to fuck Expedia up. I'm talking about Better Business Bureau, the AG, their corporate, and a nonstop dragging on social media. Like, I'm going to fuck them up. We spent over six hours on the phone trying to get them to secure us housing. And they were trying to put us far out of the way from where we booked. And they were trying to put us in a lower standard of of lodging than what we booked. Bitch, y'all tried me. I'm going to drag Expedia with every fucking like stitch of blood and veins and everything in my body until their asses fucking pay up. Fuck that. Yes, I got my money back, but that ain't the fucking point. I should not have been without lodging in a foreign country and the supervisors are denying to pay for a hotel because they don't, they don't want to pay the upcharge. Yeah, it's expensive now. That's why I booked several thousand months in advance because I didn't want to pay the upcharge either. Nevertheless, always the more, all of that caused me to miss Detty Ray's. Girl, pissed is an understatement. Lo and behold, a bunch of my friends end up missing it also. It looked amazing on Instagram. So to those of you who got to go, shout out to you. For those of you who was your first time seeing Mashu, I'm glad you had that experience because he is everything live and everybody deserves to experience that at least once. So the next big event that we attended after Detty Rave, and be clear, there's mad shit going on in between these big events. Like, when I tell you these motherfuckers party, bro, bro, you need an IV to keep up, yo. Because they don't, first of all, these motherfuckers don't even come out until 2 a.m. This is like when people start to make their way out to the club between 1 and 2 a.m. Now, we don't know this at first, so we're making our way out about like 11, 30, 12 o'clock, like on some regular, you know, United States of America, East Coast shit. Make your way out about 11, 30, 12. Nah, keep calm. Go ahead, take your little, take your party nap. You can sleep till about 12, get you something to eat. Pull up about 1, 30, 2 o'clock because that's when shit is really getting going at all these damn clubs. They don't, I'm, when I tell you nobody sleeps, yo, everybody comes in at like 7, 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Like that's the norm. I found my people, yo. So anyway, the next big event is Afrochella. And my brother Quay is so courteous um, and kind. His his auntie lives near Elwak Stadium. Elwak Stadium, excuse me. And so they host us for a pregame. Now, if you know me, none of this shit is going to come as a surprise. I pregame before the pregame. So, so I pull up to the pregame with a cup because... I'm always into the shits, especially on vacation. We get there, um, and they've got bottles of bubbly. We're drinking, having a great time. We had booked a we had booked a videographer, so we had a photographer and a videographer with us for um, all of Afrochella. And we're walking now from Auntie's house to the stadium. Quay is Mr. VIP. Like, if they not selling VIP tickets, he probably not even going. I'm not spending no extra money 
unless it's Marshall Montano, obviously. <laughs> so I got general admission and so do everybody that's with me. We're walking and, you know, they're like, oh, they're separate entrances. VIP is here. General admission is all the way down there. I was like, yo, hold up. American huddle. Listen, <laughs> this is what we do in Team America. We walking in the VIP and that's that. That's that. Don't ask no questions. Don't stop. Don't make no eye contact. When he walk in, we walk in right behind him. That's that. Bruh. That's exactly what we did. So we walk in. Nicole Ari Parker's in front of us. Her husband, Boris Kojo, is behind us. Um, they are such a beautiful couple. OMG. I will repost the videos. I posted the videos in real time, but I will repost the videos of them because they're just... They're ridiculously beautiful. Like, they're just a good-looking couple. Um, But Nicole Ari Parker was so sweet. And she was just everything, man. I lived. I lived. So we walk in, VIP, you know, with our general admission asses. And <laughs> we are, I think, we walk by and uh, Yandy is in the shade moisture section. And I think some of, some of the ladies that were with me, they, I don't know, they did like some kind of, IG advertisement thing with her over there. Here's why I didn't even know none of that shit was going on. I'm gonna tell you why. Because whoever was the DJ at that time started playing soca. Okay. I don't I think at this point y'all already know what I'm about. Okay. The soca dropped, and that was all she wrote. Cause I immediately <laughs> immediately start dancing like you can't I, nobody's even in the room nobody is in the stadium but me and this soca music and i'm just living my best life fast forward security escorts us to the other side where where our table is so apparently we were supposed to be sitting with um some people i don't know Long story short is the gentleman that was there was very polite, nice guy. When his girlfriend showed up, she was very sassy and full of attitude. Here's the thing, sis. You, we're not the kind of women that you really want to be nasty with because we fight. And more importantly, ain't none of us come here for that. Like, we're all on some super good vibes, like just... Black love shit. Everybody's in a good mood. Like I said, her man was very kind. You know, he wasn't he wasn't out of pocket kind, like, you know, that flirtation shit. No, he was just a very nice guy, very respectful. Everybody was having a vibe. Everybody was cool. And then she came and she was just nasty. And I was like, I'm listen, this bitch ain't gonna kill my vibe. So if she wanna be nasty and miserable, by all means you do that. We called over the staff. Staff set us up our own table right next to them. And bottom line, we were the fucking vibe. Everybody walking by was stopping by our table to dance with us. Um, I mean, we were swag surfing on the fucking table. There were bottles. Would I tell you Afrochella owes me nothing? Afrochella don't owe me shit. I mean, it owes me some jollof rice because they did run out. But aside from that... <laughs> They don't owe me shit. I danced the night away. I mean, danced incessantly. There was no shortage of Yellow Label. There was no shortage of Bacardi. Hell, Bacardi had an actual stand at the damn thing. And y'all know I love my damn Bacardi. It was everything. I had such a great time with my friends. Like, I know that a lot of people had a really bad Afrochella experience. 
Um, and a couple of people tried to cause us to have a bad Afrochella experience from sits at the table next to us to one of the, I guess, one of the promoters, organizers of the event uh, later towards the end of the night, like after we done bought like 12 bottles, he was giving us issues about like our table. Um, like even those things, like those things, like those people were more agitated than us. Cause we were like, listen, y'all can't kill our vibe. It's whatever. We're all like, we're going to have a good time regardless. <laughs> like, but some people really, really had a bad experience. There were people who, um, didn't get in, who spent a lot of money, who bought VIP tables, who bought like whole packages. Um, there was a lot of shit that didn't go right for people. And in that instance, I really do hope that the organizers of Afrochella, you know, figure out the kinks and are better able to nail it next year. Um, the food vendors ran out of food, which really fucking sucked because, you know, you start hitting double digits in bottles and I promise you, your stomach starts to feel like an empty pit. So by that point of the day, I was definitely starving because remember I pre-gamed, I pre-pre-gamed, I pre-gamed, and then I drank my body weight <laughs> and yellow label and I just was, I was starving and there was just no more food left. So that aside, Afrochella really was like, I really had a great time. Like none of that stuff affected me having an amazing time. And I hope that everyone else moving forward has that same experience. So, you know, like I said, I hope that the Afrochella team does work out whatever kinks they need to work out because it's a really dope ass event. Um, everybody was there. Um, I saw Mama Tina and Mr. Lawson. Yes. I, he's Mr. Lawson and she's Mama Tina. <laughs> that's auntie and uncle and they just fine as hell too it was just a dope ass event jadena was everywhere i think that's how you say his name jadena jadenia i don't know whatever y'all know who i'm talking about buddy that looks like my bro chris classic that negro was everywhere all over Accra. i mean i probably he probably was at every event i was at and then 30 other events that i ain't have the invite to <laughs> he was everywhere but it was just a dope ass vibe um it was lit. I'm not going to hold y'all. Afrochella was everything. It was everything. And if you get a chance to go, do that. The next big event was a family affair. The brother Charles and R&B house party came to Accra and fucked shit up. It was everything. It was basically a University of Buffalo fucking reunion. It was a New York City party in Ghana. <laughs> It was dope. It was such a dope way to bring in the new year with a bunch of people that I love and adore in this really dope outdoor venue. Um, they turned that park into something pretty. They was real smart with the Wi-Fi cell. That was a smart play, Charles. Well done. Um, R&B House Party doesn't disappoint. So if you've never been to one, um, make it happen for yourself because it's a traveling party and, and it's a very good time. You can follow them on Instagram at RMB House Party. And the shit is, it was, it was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was definitely a vibe. We stayed there until the ball dropped, turned up for a little bit, jetted back to the hotel, changed the tar bathing suits, and went to the Polo Beach, which is at Labadee Beach. Listen to me. Listen to me. Just hear me out, people. The best 
shit ever. Fucking ever. You hear me? I mean, there was nothing better. Nothing better. And that shit literally goes until like nine in the fucking morning. It was a zoo. It was packed. Um, if you follow my personal page and you've seen the picture of the two very buff, fine gentlemen holding me up, hoisting me upon the throne of fine chocolates, <laughs> that was there. Yo, Polo Beach was everything. Music lit. My boy Kenny had the table service. I honestly, it felt like a bottomless, um, bottle service. Cause I felt like every time I blinked, just bottles were popping up. At this, at this juncture, I'm never going to hold you. I, even I stopped drinking. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need some water because y'all, y'all walling for respect. <laughs> y'all are walling for respect. I think I tapped out about 4.30. I was just like, yeah, man, I need to eat. And the only thing open was pizza. I'm lactose intolerant. So that just wasn't going to be the answer for me. But I was like, if y'all go somewhere else, I'll pull up. But they stayed at... They stayed at Polo Beach, which was, it was just too far to go all the way back out there. I would have met them somewhere else, but whatever. Point being is that that was by far the littest fucking venue of all, of everything that was going on during year of return. It was a 10 day venue, four year of return, and that shit, it lived up to the hype. It was worth the cost. It was probably one of the more expensive venues to get into, but it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. So shout out to everybody that was at Polo Beach. Shout out to my boy Kenny. Um, if you didn't go, I'm telling you right now, congratulations. You played yourself. And then the last big event we attended was um, African Royalty Night, which was on New Year's Day. I was actually not feeling well. Um, so I wasn't. I mean, like, when I tell you I wasn't feeling well, I had probably been in bed for the better part of the last 20 hours before that event. Um, so I was a little concerned that I might not make it, but I was, like, determined to make it because I had bought this really cute <laughs> ensemble that I really wanted to wear. And, you know, I had this coming to America vision that I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, execute and stomach issues be damned. Like I was going to pull up even if for a short time. And that is what I ended up doing. Um, I loved all of our outfits. Like me and my girls looked great. I will post that on the BGS site. I mean, on the BGS Instagram page. I, I, th I just thought we looked, we looked like royalty. I loved it. It was amazing. Here's what I didn't love though. So if anybody knows anybody that was a part of planning that or, you know, organizing that, here, here's the shit you don't do. You don't have a sit down dinner without having enough places for people to sit down. This is not finger food. Like this was a sit down dinner, like plated dinner, like place settings without enough places for people to sit. Erstwhile, there are several um, tables blocked off for the organizers and their friends. Um, the people that paid, because this shit was $100 U.S. This wasn't CDs. This was $100 U.S. Yeah, we need a seat to eat this shit. It's not like it was open bar. The only thing that was 
open was like Prosecco. It was a cash bar and no damn seats for a seated dinner, for a plated dinner. Just that shit hit my nerves on a grand scale. Like it really, really pissed me off. Like I had to go back and forth with three separate people just to get a fucking seat. Now, mind y'all, I'm already not feeling well. I'm already not feeling well. And now I got to go back and forth to get a fucking seat when I spent $100 to get in this bitch? Like, are you kidding me? Ridiculous. That aside, it was a beautiful location. It was at the Savannah Tea Garden. Um, the setup was nice. The host was, he was everything. They had like um, a king and queen um, set up there so you could take pictures. The, the, the aesthetics was nice. The logistics failed, the execution failed, and, and they just and they need to work that shit out. That shit is not the answer. I, I feel like I say this all the time, and I will say it until I'm blue in the face. Event planners, event planners, stop trying to do more than you're capable of doing. If you know that you can flawlessly execute 50, host an event for 40. Don't host an event for 100. Don't try hard on people's dime. Try hard on your dime. Like when it's going to cost other people, trying hard is not the answer. You need to be able to fucking execute. So that really annoyed me. Um, But we ended up leaving early because, like I said, I wasn't feeling well. I do want to hip y'all to the Holiday Inn, which is where we ended up spending a bulk of our stay after the whole Expedia debacle. We split our time between the Holiday Inn and the Marriott um, because literally shit was sold out. So we had to be shuffling about. Um, The Holiday Inn, high key, is a fucking vibe. Yo, it's a vibe. Yo, they got everything you need and then some. They got the best food in all the airport city. It's not up for debate. Like, debate your moms, yo. Debate your auntie. Their brunch is booked out every Sunday. Every Sunday. That shit is not even walking. You need a reservation for that shit, okay? The food is dumb good. Like, we was ordering full ass, like, whole ass tilapias at, like, Three in the, in the damn morning. Tilapia, tilapia, whatever. We were ordering fucking whole fish at three in the morning. Like big ass plates of prong at like 2.30 in the morning. Like overstand. The food was so good. The drinks were mad strong. Shout out to the bartenders. What, what was our guy's name? Moses and Isaac. Yo, they held us down at the bar. I'm telling you, it is high key of vibe. We got our hair braided at the salon downstairs. Uh, I think her name was Miss Tina. Auntie Tina definitely hooked these cornrows up. Yo, the Holiday Inn is low-key the fucking spot. It's the spot all the locals go there to eat. That's how you know it's good. So if you find yourself in Accra, pull up on that Holiday Inn right across the street from the airport and thank me later and tip your, <laughs> and tip your staff. There's a bunch of the other clubs I went to that where I just had a great time, had a phenomenal time um, with the with the family, with Yao and Candace um, and, and their family. Just, man, Ghana was everything. It owes me nothing. I definitely 
felt at home. Um, <laughs> one of the shop owners at Cocoon Park said that I, I favor a lady in her village. Um, that little story is posted on the BGS um, Instagram page as well. But apparently I favor one of the ladies in her village who is um, not one to be messed with. And I'll leave it at that. So, you know what? <laughs> it may have actually been the year of return for me. We may have figured out where I descended from. <laughs> oh, man. Ghana was everything. I had a great experience. Um, it was amazing to share that experience with some really important black women in my life. Um, it was amazing to have the experience of dwelling as the majority. Um, it was just, it was really, really dope. Like I can't say enough good things about it. Black girls, you need to travel, travel alone, travel in packs, but travel, you know, have these experiences. Nothing wrong with a vacation, you know, also I'm team bays also, but there's just something so empowering and something so uplifting and, and it feeds your soul to share like these really, really, um, important trips with, with your girls, you know, in a sisterhood. It just, it was everything. Like, I'm, I'm grateful that, that these women made the trek across the globe to help me celebrate my 40th. It was, it was all of that and then some. So I hope I have encouraged you to visit Accra. I definitely hope I have encouraged you to travel. Um, I, there's a rumor flying that they may be doing um, another big initiative next December. If they do, I encourage you to participate. <laughs> Pull up. It's worth it. Um, even if you only go for Afrochella, like there's just so much to do. You will not be bored. And um, until next time, sis, man, you have a good one. Even talking about it keeps a smile on my face like I'm cheesing right now. Anyway, you be good to yourself. Talk to you soon.